0: Welcome to the Faith Christian Fellowship of Montego Bay's podcast. We are reaching for His glory through building and teaching. I hope you are encouraged and edified by this message.
1: You oh. go! Darkness, my God, that is who You are. We make a miracle, work promise keeper light in the darkness, my God, that is who You are. You are here, moving it on I worship, I worship. Healing every heart. I worship, I, worship, I worship you. I worship you. I worship you. Miracle work against your
2: heart. We make a miracle work
1: of promise.
3: Mirror to work,
1: promise keeper, hide in the darkness, my God, that is who you love. You can't wear a way, back up. way back up. mirror to work, promise keeper, hide in the darkness. God. Hallelujah, we don't worship you God. We got a you're just not like you are the Father. And let it on the most high God we give you worship. We lay aside everything that we sent in. That's how we need to send us, oh God. Because through this crisis, we will to worship, we will to praise our God. He's the sovereign God, he never changes. He will never change, any, he has our backs.
3: Our are
1: against the wall. Oh, he's been fruitful, so, so, hallelujah. You promised to stand. Great is your faith.
4: Hallelujah. Lord, we give you honor and praise and glory, dominion, might, and power. God is indeed a good God. And we're learning some new things about him every and every and every day. Today's no different. I want to invite at this time Lexi Brown. She'll be reading the scripture, which is taken from Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verses 1 to 5. Lexi, just unmute your microphone and go ahead.
0: Good morning, everyone. Morning. Yes. Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verses 1 to 5, says a time for everything. There is a time for everything and a season for every activity under heaven. A time to be born and a time to die. A time to plant and a time to uproot. A time to kill and a time to heal. A time to tear down. And a time to build a time to weep and a time to laugh a time to mourn and a time to dance a time to scatter stones and a time to gather them a time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing here ended got portions of God, a portion of
4: God's word amen thank you Alexi. and Some of us may be wondering what time we're in now. Well, like the sons of Issachar, the word of God declares that they understood the times and the seasons. We want to be like those sons of Issachar who understands the times and the seasons that we are in right now, and how best to manage the time and season. We have been taught that we were built to last, and the best way to maximize the season is to outlast the season. That's what we are doing this morning. Well, let me say good morning to all of us. My name is Aranda Perry, and I say welcome to Faith Christian Fellowship of Montego Bay, where the love of Jesus Christ dwells richly in the hearts and lives of his people. And Jesus Christ is Lord. I'm hearing it. Jesus Christ is Lord.
1: Yes, every time. And
4: Jesus Christ is Lord.
1: Every, Every time. time.
4: Every time. Yes, Every yes. Time. <laughs> okay, you're permitted. Yeah, I'm gonna give you a minute to just shout a great big hallelujah and then you're gonna mute back your microphone. Are you ready for this? One, two, three.
3: Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Some
4: persons weren't ready. Some persons, some persons weren't ready. So I'm gonna allow you this one minute to unmute your microphone. And after three, shout a great big hallelujah. Are you ready? One two, three. Hallelujah!
3: Hallelujah.
4: Hallelujah. The Bible said clap your hands all you people and shout unto God with a voice of triumph. Hallelujah. Now you're permitted to mute your microphones. (laughs) Hallelujah. At this time, I want to invite to unmute her microphone, Sister Simone Murdoch, and she'll be doing a special song for us. Mrs. Murdoch
0: okay morning everyone Good Morning. I find God to be so fascinating because he's such a faithful God throughout the most difficult times of our lives I just want to remind you of what the scripture says in Lamentations 3 verse 22 it says it is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed because his compassion fails not. They are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. And that is the song that I will be doing for you this morning. Great is the faithfulness of our Lord. One moment, let me get the music up.
1: is thy faithfulness O oh God my Father there is no shadow of turning with thee thou changes not thy compassions they fail not as thou hast now forever will be great is thy faithfulness. Great is thy faithfulness.
4: sitting just raise your hands in the presence of the Lord and say Lord we thank you for your faithfulness Amen. we thank you for your faithfulness the promise is true to us he'll never leave us nor forsake us You have not left us as orphans But Lord we thank you for your faithfulness today hallelujah hallelujah the pleasure is mine ladies and gentlemen to introduce to you at this time the speaker for the hour. He is our senior pastor. He is none other than Reverend Orton Lloyd Deans. Put your hands together in the background. <laughs> Welcome Mr. Deans, please unmute your microphone.
2: Thank you very much sir. Good morning everyone and thank God for today. Uh, it's just a joy to come into your home and we thank you for allowing um, us in your personal space for taking the time out to um, join so that we can minister to each other and strengthen each other. I know that um, some people could take the opportunity to sleep a little extra this morning, but thank you so much for uh, being a part of uh, this service this morning. And we give God thanks for you and continue to pray for you and your family and to continue to partner with God, partner with the word of God. Over your life and your family, believe in God for the best, knowing that he sustains us, he's the one that keeps us, and the Lord who keeps us shall neither slumber nor sleep. Amen? I um, want to say thanks to uh, all those who made the service possible, all the different ministry uh, ministries that went forth. Thank you so much, and we give God thanks and praise for his goodness to us. Today, I want to say thanks be to God who always causes us to triumph and gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. So he always causes us to triumph, not most of the times or when he's in a good mood or when anybody offends him. He always, our God always causes us to triumph. And so the seed of victory is in us greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world you have what it takes to overcome you are a winner the dominion mandate is in you and you have already overcome because god jesus um, paid that price he overcame so that you can overcome so we say thanks be to god who always causes us to triumph in spite of the difficulties we know what is going on on across the world, from corner to corner with the COVID-19 situation, and uh, all kinds of theories are out there, but that's not what we're going to focus on this morning, because we know faith commit by hearing and hearing the word of God, so we're going to get some word in our spirits to build our spirits to overcome those situations, but I want to make mention, how I saw the news, I think it was last night, how there was a 102-year-old woman in Italy that contracted the virus, spent 20 days in hospital and came out, recovered. She's strong, 102 years old. And so we know that with God, nothing is impossible. Uh, The Italians and um, most people in the world would have given up on someone like that. They say that kind of age person is not supposed to make it, but at 102 years old, she's giving thanks to God for bringing her through. And so we thank God. And you might not be 102 years old yet, but um, whatever age you are, we serve God who is able. Amen. So I want to, um, interestingly, about a week or two before this thing started to spiral, And uh, it became so serious. I started sharing in church on Seasons of Change. And I only got one session in. And today we want to go into session two of uh, Seasons of Change. And I want to start out by reading from Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 1. It That scripture was read earlier, and I just want to read the first verse again. Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 1. And it says, from the King James, To everything there is a season and a time, to every purpose under the sun. I mean, I believe when the Bible says to everything, it means to everything. So it says to everything there is A season there is a lifespan on everything on earth COVID-19 has a lifespan there is a time that it has now the truth is uh, in the series of seasons of change we're going into the sub theme of how to overcome or outlast season of crisis or how to overcome season of crisis and as was said earlier the way to overcome a season of crisis is for you to outlast the crisis you have to outlast the crisis so if there is a time to COVID-19 you have to have something in you that have a longer lifespan than COVID-19 for you to be able to outlast it and We know that what what that is, that thing that can help you to overcome, that have a longer lifespan than COVID-19. It is the word of God. It is the kingdom of God. It is God himself. He is eternal. And while there is a season and a time to everything, God is eternal. So the way to overcome any season is to wrap yourself in God, who will outlast everything because he is eternal. Now, I must say that in every season, there are opportunities. And sometimes the opportunities cannot be seen with the naked eyes. It is the spirit of the Lord that show you the opportunities that are in a season. So sometimes it might seem clear to you the opposite. Opportunities might seem crystal clear to you, and nobody and somebody else is not seeing it. That is right beside you. That is because the Spirit of the Lord is what shows you the opportunities in a season. So I'm saying that to say, stay with God because even during this crisis, I believe God wants to show you opportunities. God wants to open doors on your behalf, but you have to be in tune with God to see those opportunities. And Like uh, Ecclesiastes says, to everything there is a season and a time. So the opportunities are not forever. And I want you to hear me very clearly here. The opportunities are not forever. Opportunities have a lifespan. They don't hang around and wait on you until you are ready. One of the greatest tragedies in life is for your opportunity to come and you're not ready for it. But opportunities have a lifespan and uh, they have a time in which they live. And I heard someone uh, use this quote some time ago and it blessed me so much that I think it's worth sharing with you. In order to capitalize on the opportunity of a lifetime, you have to act in the lifetime of that opportunity. Let me say it again. In order for you to capitalize on the lifetime of an opportunity, of an opportunity, you have to act in the lifetime of uh, of the opportunity. All right. In order for you to uh, capitalize on the opportunity of a lifetime, you have to act in the lifetime of that opportunity. So the window of you acting is not always, is not eternal. If you don't act in the lifetime of the opportunity, the the opportunity can go and will go. In fact, I was thinking as I was meditating on this thought, how David brought lunch for his brothers and it so happened that Goliath came out barking out his threats in that same moment. And the Bible said that David heard him. And I think uh, that statement, David heard him, is just beyond the regular. It means that uh, it resonated in his spirit. Because all the other Israelites really heard what he was saying. But David heard him. It resonated in David's spirit. And I believe it resonated to the point where David realized that This was his opportunity. In other words, David didn't have time to go back to look after his sheep and think about it and pray over it if it's God's will or all of that. He had to act in the lifetime of the opportunity to take out Goliath. And he acted in the lifetime of the opportunity opportunity to take out Goliath. And... uh, It propelled him to new levels of excellence in his life, to a new season. His life was never, ever the same. Guess what? The rest of the fighting men of Israel always heard Goliath, but they never saw that opportunity. Because in the crisis, the opportunity sometimes can only be seen, most times, by the Spirit of the Lord prompting you. And so I encourage you to be alert so you can capitalize on the, life, uh, on the opportunity of um, a lifetime. You know, as we talk about outlasting um, the season of crisis, there's certain things that are so necessary and we're believing God to continue to work in and uh, through our, our lives. You know, whenever I travel, I love to take time out to look at the aircraft. Sometimes I, many times I try to find a window when I'm waiting to board a flight or um, even when I'm on the flight. And I'm just fascinated by the whole, whole operation of the aircraft. And one of the things that I'm constantly asking myself is how do they get that thing in the air and keep it in the air? And uh, I know things were explained to me earlier, but it is still one of the fascinations that I have. And I found out that a 747 jumbo jet weighs approximately 600 thousand pounds that's over half a million pounds a 747 jumbo jet weighs, and when I realized that the thing became even more fascinating getting 600,000 pounds in the air and keeping it there for 16 hours, for 10 hours, for, for 20 hours, I'm always just intrigued as I, as I, as I look at the whole situation and I thought I was the only one that maybe quote-unquote wasted my time thinking about these things in the airport but (laughs) interestingly I heard another minister sharing one day and he was saying the same thing I said okay um, I'm not the only one that you know is thinking wild in 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 this way and so it's good when you have um, company sometimes you realize that you are not alone and one day a very experienced pilot explained the intricacies around the aircraft going up and staying in the air which i want to share with you that would feed into my point that i'm sharing with you about outlasting seasons of crisis. The uh, experienced pilot, he explained that once the aircraft is on the ground, the law of gravity keeps it on the ground, which is quite understandable. We, we, we can easily um, get that point. Once it's on the ground, sitting on the ground, the law law of gravity keeps it there. But he said that when you get that thing to 160 miles per hour, whenever you get that aircraft moving at 160 miles per hour, it cannot stay on the ground any longer. At 160 miles per hour, another law kicks in called the law of lift. So at 160 miles per hour, the law of lift cancels the law of gravity in that space. So the law of lift takes over, so the aircraft has to go up because the law of lift is in full control at that point in time. Uh, the, the, the correct name actually for the law of lift that they use is the law of aerodynamics. All right. Please don't Google it right now. Just listen to my point. Um, <laughs> hear me out and then you can go into it. The law of aerodynamics. So that law takes in when the aircraft goes at uh, 160 miles per hour. And once you can maintain that speed in the air or go faster, then that law keeps the aircraft in the air and it dominates that space. The law of gravity is ineffective in that space. Now, it's interesting because what it is saying to us is that if we are going to overcome some situations, if we're going to go higher in our lives, we have to kick into a law or some laws that will overcome the laws that have been governing us and has kept us underground for all our lives. Some people have uh, been in one season in their life for all their Christian life. I believe that it's time and God is stirring us up to kick into another law that will lift us from the ground. That will move us from a place of being static into a place of motion. Paul said something one One time that's very interesting. He said, the law of the spirit of life has made me free from the law of sin and death. In other words, the law of sin and death held me captive one time. But when a more powerful law called the law of the spirit of life came into my life, it canceled the law of um, the, the, the spirit of death. And move me into a place of um, destiny, a place of purpose, a place of being active in my gifts and being able to save uh, serve my gift to the world and That is why we also say, um, if the spirit of God is in you, the sp- which is the spirit of life, if the spirit of life is in you. Death only serves as a transition in your life because death will have no dominion over you. It just serves as a, a transition point in your life because it cannot dominate you because we go from this life to the next life because we operate in the law of life. And this is why it was a must that Jesus rose from the dead. Because if Jesus uh, stayed in the grave, that means the law of sin and death would have dominated him and would have had the final say. But thank God that the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in you and will take you to new levels of life. So I'm saying to you, if you are going to outlast any season of crisis in your life, you will have to kick into a law that is higher than that circumstance, a law that is higher than what is keeping you on the ground in terms of um, keeping you out of motion. You have to be engaged by a law that is governing the crisis. The fact that you are on earth The laws of man are on the same level. They are on earth level. They cannot outlast what is happening. Man's law cannot enable you to outlast what is happening. Therefore, you are going to have to engage the laws of God. Make them active in your life so that you can overcome the season of crisis, that you can move to the level that God wants you to be. You know, the brilliant Albert Einstein once said that you cannot solve a problem on the same level that it was created. You have to get a higher law or a higher authority to solve the problem, so to speak. And it's the same thing we're saying. So this is why you now have to constantly decree and declare in your life the word of God. Decree and declare the word of God over your circumstances. This is why you have the ability now to tell sickness in your life to go and tell your body to be healed. because. When you do that according to the word of God, you're putting a higher law to work to overcome the circumstances that has held you captive. So that is why it is okay to drive down the road, to walk down the road, or walk around your house. And even if they think you're crazy, to declare, I shall not die, but live and declare the works of the Lord. Because you're putting the higher law in effect in your life so that you can become all that God intended you to be. Stop allowing the law of sin and death. The law of earth. The law that cannot take you to any further level to govern your life and to control you. This is break free, uh, breakthrough day. This is break free day. Amen. Now, Jesus actually spoke to some religious people one time. And he said, you know, you guys have made the commandment of God or the the word of God, the law of God of none effect because of your tradition. In other words, you, by the laws that you come up with on earth, have canceled the law of God in your life. So you have chosen to allow the laws of earth the laws of man that cannot enable you to outlast a season that cannot enable you to overcome anything you have allowed those laws to govern your life and the laws of god which is able to take you which are able to take you above any circumstance you have negated them by putting your laws first and it is so interesting because so many times people still do that today we stick to our own philosophies and tradition and we cancel the laws of god in our lives so therefore the laws that you're governed by if once you're not governed by the laws of god are laws that keep you fixed in a position keep you on earth keep you in the same season keep you complaining keep you going around the same mountain for 40 years But today, I have good news for you. You can engage the laws of God. You can put the higher laws to work in your life. Just like how the law of aerodynamics canceled the law of gravity. You can put the law of the spirit of life in your life to work and it will cancel the spirit of death. It will cancel lack. It will cancel sickness. It will cancel uh, depression. It will cancel uh, discouragement and put you in a place where you can now relate to what the word says of rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Don't allow... The laws that are not able to help you to control your life and to um, limit your progress. You can put the laws of God in action in your life by studying the word of God and consistently practicing uh, uh, the word of God. So Paul wrote to Timothy and he said, study to show yourself approved unto God. A workman that needs not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. So you have to uh, study the word of God, which is the law of God, and practice it consistently. This is how you put the law of God to work in your life. It's not a one-time thing, but it's something that you have to do uh, consistently. I want to read... I have two scriptures that I want to read before I close. And the first one is one that you would have been familiar with. I'm sure everybody knows the scripture. Psalm 1. Psalm 1. And I'm going to read maybe the first three verses. And just show you this principle that we're talking about in Psalm 1. It says, blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the ways way of sinners, but nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. So remember now, this man don't walk in the counsel of the ungodly because the counsel of the ungodly are the laws of man. They're not the laws of God. They're laws of man coming out of the flesh, out of self. So blessed is the man that does not live does not operate on the premise of the law of the ungodly or on the laws of man, the laws of earth that's coming out of the flesh. But look at verse two, but here's the light. Here's the man that is blessed. His delight is in the law of the Lord. It is the law of the Lord that is going to enable you to be blessed. His delight is in the law of the Lord and in his law in god's law he meditates day and night wow so david is saying the man who delights in the law of the lord in the word of god and practice that that is the man that is blessed and he gave us another way of how to operate in the law of god by meditating on it and look at verse 3 Here's what is going to happen to this man. It didn't say this happened to Christians, you know. This happened to the man who abides by the law of God, the higher law, the law that can take him um, into new levels, that can cancel the law that he's operating in, that is holding him back. Here is what happens to this man who operates in the law of God. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of waters that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaves also shall not wither. Oh, now I don't want to be rude here, but boy, some leaves have been withering over the years. If you want your leaves to stay fresh and not wither, Psalm is saying the way to go about it is the law of the Lord. His leaves shall not wither and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. You know, many times people live their lives, believe in a scripture like that. This is about Christians. Once you're baptized, this is for you. No, it is about the man who abide in the higher law. This will enable him to outlast the season of crisis because if your leaves uh, don't get wither, it's the law of God that is going to enable you to ensure that you overcome. You remember in the book of Genesis how Pharaoh dreamt, and um, Joseph interpreted the dream, and the interpretation was that there would be seven years of uh, years of plenty, and then seven years of famine. The spirit of the Lord came on Joseph, and he advised Pharaoh how to manage the seven years of plenty, so that they would be able to overcome or outlast the seven years of famine because the only way that uh, they could win victory over the seven years of famine was to outlast the seven years of famine. If they had enough food for five years, that was not enough. They had to outlast the seven years of famine. That's how you outlast a season, uh, overcome a season by outlasting it. So, in the years of plenty, the, Dave, sorry, Joseph effected the laws of God and the spirit of the Lord was with him. And there was a law of preparation in place that people don't even pay attention to. But uh, we will go into that another day because preparation is the key to excellence. It is the key to abundance. But Joseph went into preparation mode. Mode. And they were able to outlast the season of famine. But I want to point out something else there, that um, they did not start preparing for the season of famine during the season of famine. They had to prepare from the previous season. So I'm pointing out to you that each season is a preparation for the next season. And if you miss the past season, you're going to be inadequately prepared for the next season. That is why everybody in Egypt and even Jacob and his family had to head to Joseph because they were inadequately prepared. But the season of famine did not take Joseph by surprise in any way and they were able to outlast it because they were properly properly prepared in the Season of plenty You can't just approach Life by saying Well You know God won't let his people suffer It's not God's desire for his people to suffer But if you don't engage the laws That are going to take you past The crisis and the situations of life You you might find yourself suffering because it's not about emotions. It's about engaging the higher law that will take you past that season. I want to read one more scripture that you're also uh, familiar with, but probably never saw it in this regard. And I want to read from Joshua chapter one. So if you turn with me real quickly to Joshua chapter one, or we're going to wrap up here um, with this. I think the the... Maybe most of the people who know me from church would be happy for me that I'm wrapping up at this time because I can go on and on. <laughs> Joshua chapter 1. Now after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spake unto Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' minister, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now therefore, Arise. Go over this Jordan, thou and all this people unto the land which I do give to them, even to the children of Israel. Every place that the sole of your foot shall tread upon, that have I given unto you, as I said unto Moses. From the wilderness and this Lebanon, even to the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites. And unto the great sea, toward the going down of the sun, shall be your coast. Verse 5. There shall not any man be able to stand before you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with thee. I will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. Now, just before we read uh, the other three verses, I want to point out something there. You know, sometimes just... The nature of a conversation, and I'm sure you've been in this position, uh, the nature of a conversation with someone, the way our conversation is going, tells you that trouble is coming. You know, the the person don't necessarily have to get to the point yet, but um, the nature of this conversation with God and um, Joshua tell you that, or told Joshua that trouble was ahead. You know, first he's saying, as I was with Moses, so I'll be with you. Well, we know that, man, he had to be with Moses because uh, there were tumultuous times and um, difficulties, great difficulties. So, um, man, it was difficult, so he had to be with Moses to see Moses through. So he's saying, as I was with Moses, I will be with you. Well, is that, does that mean that I have some of Moses' trouble coming? He said, I will not leave you. And then he's saying things like, um, no man will be able to stand against you all the days of your life. Now, that means people are going to be coming against him. People are going to be standing against him. But he's saying, I am going to be with you. So it's setting up here for intense times. The conversation, the line of the conversation is saying some things are going to happen and you are going to have to stand. But look at verse six. It says, be strong and of a good courage. For unto this people shall thou divide for an inheritance the land, which I swear unto their fathers to give them. Only be thou strong and very courageous that thou mayst observe all right, look at it. He's telling Joshua what he's going uh, to be strong and all of that. And he's going to give Joshua here the keys to overcome or the key to overcome. Only be thou strong and very courageous. And sometimes for a long time, that's what many people zero in and preach on. Be strong and of good courage. But that is heavily hinged on something. Be strong and of a good courage that thou mayst observe to do according to all the law. In other words, here is the key to overcome that you must observe to do according to all the law. Or we could say the word of God, which Moses, my servant, commanded thee. And he said, turn not from it to the right hand or to the left, the law of God. Because remember, the law of God is the higher law that is going to enable you to outlast the seasons coming against you. So he said to Joshua, do not uh, quit. Meditate on the word of God. He said, um, stay in the law of God. Turn not from it to the right hand or to the left that now may prosper. Wherever you go. And look at verse 8 now. He says, this book of the law. Here we go again. This book of the law, the word of God, shall not depart out of your mouth. This is the key to Joshua's success. Because without this, there ain't no strength and courage. This book of the law, the word of God, shall not depart out of thy mouth. Thou shalt meditate therein. See the same thing like in Psalm 1. You shall meditate in it day and night. We talk about meditating on the word of God daily. He went a step further. He said day and night. Meditate on it day and night. That thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. In other words, that you will practice the word of God. Observe it, study it so that you can practice the word of God. And then thou shalt make thy way prosperous and then thou shalt have good success. You will make your way prosperous and you will make your way. uh, You will have good success by engaging the word of God. That is the higher law, the way to outlast any season. Remember Ecclesiastes says that all of these seasons have a time. So Mm -hmm. they, They're going to cut off at a certain point. The way to outlast them is to have something that will go further than them. And I submit to you that that is the word of God. And that's what we're closing on in Joshua chapter 1 verse 8. This book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth. You shall meditate on it day and night. Observe to do according to all that is written therein that you will make your way prosperous and it will have good success. In other words, it will lift you above the laws that has kept you captive for years. I rest my...
0: We thank you so much for joining us today. God bless you and ensure you have a great day.